0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another Self-Kindness with Pete. I am Pete Sibley and thrilled as always to be here with you, my friend. (laughs) How's it going? Feeling a little bit of a good mood this morning. I get to go on a little uh, day adventure with my daughter, just she and I. So excited. What a privilege to get to hang out with your teenage daughter I mean talk about my great-grandma used to say at the end of a family picnic or something she would say Pete this is making memories and yeah how about you my friend what's your moment look like right now and what are the memories that you're making are these memories that you will cherish for a lifetime? Are they memories that might fade by the end of listening to this podcast today? Or are they memories that will come back and keep you awake in the middle of the night? That's what we're going to be talking about today on this podcast. I did a uh, live um, little uh, what am I trying to say? I went live on Facebook. There we go. And I was hosting a little training, a little workshop, uh, and I called it rewiring your brain, turning down the self-critic and turning up the self-trust and acceptance. And those memories that we're making, a lot of times the opportunity to go back and look at memories that are no longer serving you, ways and beliefs and perspectives that are no longer serving you, we can do that in the coaching that I do, and just, you know, that's what thought work, a lot of life coaching, and therapy is all about, having the opportunity, having the courage to go back and look at memories that were laid down, and they no longer serve. And... Also, it's for, you know, those moments that we are projecting into the future. It's all about coming back to loving and loving, loving the already amazing human being that you are. Why wouldn't you give yourself every advantage to continue to be a kind, courageous, generous person in this world? And if... The self-doubt if the self-critic is turned up to go in and turn that down so that's what we're doing uh, and that's what I talk about in this uh, live broadcast that I'm going to be playing for you now um, it's 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 the modern new technology that we're working with and I can't wait for you to listen to it check it out and uh, you know, it's um, also, actually, that just made me think, wanted to say thank you to any and all of you who take a moment to uh, rate the podcast and to leave a comment and then share it with your friends. Okay, that's all. the well, One more business thing. If you didn't know about this Facebook Live that I was doing, then uh, I invite you to go to self at selfkindness with Pete on Instagram, actually, is where I do almost all of my posting. If you are are over on Facebook, I am Pete. Period. Sibley. Period. One. Um, but I think you could type in selfkindness and you'll find that um, somewhere on Facebook. All right, you could always message me. Lots of love. Hope you enjoy this class um, on rewiring your brain, turning down the self-critic, and upping the self-trust and acceptance. So rewiring our brains today, um, you know, just a beautiful opportunity for a conversation that, um, you know, maybe you know about the idea that you can rewire brain and this can help kind of deepen that. Or maybe you have no idea what I'm talking about, rewiring your brain. So um, just as we were about to get started, you know, it makes me think of I had on the Self Kindness with Pete podcast, I had a, a, I can't remember if she was a neurologist or what her actual title was, but I had a a scientist, a doctor on, um, I don't know, maybe episode 20 something. And she was talking about the neuroplasticity of our brains. And we're gonna get into some of that today. So welcome, welcome again. And yeah, we'll jump in. You know, one thing that I want to say about this is the reminder that of um you know anything that you do, any of these types of events, um you know, and anything in life, this goes to like this idea of getting what you came for, right? Um, the idea that you're here, you're bringing your time and your energy into this space. So allow it to do what you hope and desire it to do. Meaning like whatever challenge or whatever issue is kind of going on in your life or whatever question or thing you want to unpack in your own life, like bring it to this space and allow it to be informed by, by what we talk about here today. Um all right so I think that was all I wanted to say and yeah if you do have questions and you're listening to this live um go ahead and pop those in the comments. I'll come back and check those every once in a while. But Today, it's uh, this idea of rewiring our brain. Now, I talk a lot about self-kindness, and you know sometimes I, I forget that my self-kindness journey has taken me through a number of steps. So, so today is kind of like a little backing up and being like, okay, well, under the umbrella of an inner kindness journey, What is some of the specifics, and that's what I want to get to today, the specifics of what we can do to help us live and walk and uh, exist in a space of self-kindness, of inner kindness. So today I'll talk about three different ways um, of rewiring your brain, what that looks like. So any issues, any challenges or problems in your life, uh, I invite you to bring those to this space and let's use those as um, your practice today. Everything that I'm going to speak about today, I know you already possess in you. Like there's nothing new, there's no new information that I have or that any of us has that's like uh more than anybody else meaning like we each have access to these skills to this wisdom and you know sometimes i liken it to like it's it's like our life as a puzzle right and all the pieces are before us and just how are we putting them together to create an image and that analogy kind of falls apart because we're actually more of like a 3D image there's there's time and there's space and there's whatever all the other Ds are and so we're creating this puzzle of this human being right here right now and again like we all we already have all the pieces so this is about um a practice where we get to take advantage of all those aspects so that they're like essentially like they're lined up and they're working for us. And I talk about um, this idea of balance sometimes. And so the balance that I work towards, the balance that I coach people towards is a vertical balance rather than a lateral balance of, you know, we were tipping one way, tipping the other. It's a vertical balance in that, as human beings, we are both this beautiful intellect, and yet we're also this feeling being as well. And so being in balance is having the two working in concert together, in harmony with each other. And a lot of us, if we were to like be weighted (laughs) on a balance scale with how much energy we put into each one, how much attention and focus we put into each one. We'd all be walking around with these giant heads that are just like Whoa, all over the place because we put so much attention and we put so much weight into what we're thinking and very little into here. Well, I'll put an asterisk next to that. Uh, Intentional energy into these areas. We unintentionally feel the feels here And we immediately kind of come back up in here or we want to run away from that. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Okay, so this is all grounded in your ability. This is what I mean. You already have the skills, your ability to notice, right? It's the practice of noticing. Just being aware is the probably the most transformative practice you can do at in any moment of your life the other thing that we want to notice in this practice is that we have a brain that is designed to collect evidence like it is here to prove things and it's so good at finding evidence it's it's so good at finding evidence, it's actually it is really amazing at not only finding evidence, but at finding um you know, finding and creating evidence out of something that isn't actually really true. Like we can find and make things mean things that may or may not actually necessarily be true. That's how powerful and brilliant our brains are. So what is it trying to prove true is a very important question to ask. What are you trying to prove true? What we're trying to prove true are our own beliefs and perceptions that we have created over time. And what I invite my clients to do, what I invite myself to do, is to ask myself, Do I want to continue to prove this belief, this perception, true? And then I get into the tools of how do I begin changing those? So science tells us, and my background is in science, so I love this. Science tells us that our brains are incredibly um, malleable. In the sense that we can be intentional about the strength and the quickness of the neuro pathways that are running in our brain. And everyone knows like the importance of practice, right? Like that's it's no secret. And yet when it comes to our lives, we seem to forget. It's like if I know I want to learn something on the piano and I need to practice the right hand and I need to practice the left hand and then putting them both together to work a syncopation or something like that. I need to practice that. And as I'm practicing that, as I'm doing that, I'm training my brain, right? My brain and my hands are working together to hear the sound and all of that. I'm doing that intentionally. But when it comes to my feelings and my emotions And the things that are going on around me, suddenly it's like, I forget. Oh yeah, I can practice at how I respond in this situation. If I'm not responding in the way that feels maybe totally true to me, or if it feels like I want a different response or result in my life. It's a practice. And somehow we forget that. So that's what this idea of rewiring our brain is about, that we are intentional about remembering that this is an option for us. And not only is it an option, but we're doing it. Um Sometimes we're doing it unintentionally, but let's start being aware of doing it intentionally. All right, so how am I doing? Um, if anybody has any thoughts or comments, let me know. Looks like you're all still tracking with me. All right. Beautiful. Great. All right. So we talked about evidence-creating machine or gathering machine. This is our brain. The neuroplasticity, the the fact that we have a chance to change what's going on. And the our ability to notice, to understand where we are. And in that noticing is part of where my title came from. We notice, what do we have the volume turned up on? And we begin to understand why. So uh, I was uh, got to be a touring musician for about at least 10 years, if not more, of my life with my wife. We traveled around the country and got to sing in some incredible theaters huge concert halls, massive uh festivals, small intimate gatherings, and before every show we would do a sound check. Now, doing a sound check means that you are setting up the microphones and all the different aspects of um, you know, the the sound that you're going to create to match that space. Now, What we would be doing is we'd be working with the sound engineer who, in this analogy, the sound engineer is your witnessing your practice, the ability for you to notice your thoughts. So we would work with a sound engineer and we would sing and they would tell us, get really close to the mic, now back away from the mic, sing really loud, sing really soft, like play your instrument hard, play it softly going through all of the actions that we would go through in the show. And during that time, the engineer is paying attention to the different sound as it relates to the room. Now, we all have been around, or if you haven't, maybe seen it in a movie or a show, when the sound feeds back, right? And it goes, woo it makes this like, wah 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 sound. Now, most good sound engineers know how to catch it before it goes, wow, way off and you know blows your eardrums. But there's usually a frequency that they're trying to catch. And when that frequency starts to vibrate a certain way and it gets echoed back in the microphone and then bounces off the room, it causes feedback. Now, every space is different there can be a tendency with specific microphones over time, you start to realize like, oh, here's a range of where that's gonna happen. But stick with me for a moment with this story. But once you find where it's going, the sound engineer has all these different buttons that they can control of the different EQ. So they can take that frequency and turn it down to stop the vibrating or maybe there's another one that actually needs to be pushed up so it helps kind of cancel the other one out. Now that's getting into the technical, but what I want to express to you is the same thing is going on in your mind in your brain. The thoughts, the thoughts that are going wah, 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 wah like that. The old way the way that we've been hardwired over all of these years, unless you've been super intentional about this, and even if you have, there are still gonna be thoughts that fire this way. The old way is to want to move away from that, because that wah-wah is actually happening in here, wah-wah-wah, and it feels uncomfortable. It's like the thoughts that work for us and are resonating on a pod, what we call a positive level It's like the they're all wave, you know, the energy's all moving together, right? So it feels good. The discomfort ones are kind of going across with each other and it feels uncomfortable. And what is more normal than to not want to feel that discomfort? Nothing. Like, what could be more normal? And our invitation is to notice that we may not want to feel it, but it is giving us information. So just like when that sound engineer is sitting there, it's like, what could be more normal to not want to hear feedback? But they understand that the feedback is actually something that is informing them. It's going to make the show even better so that the audience doesn't need to experience it. So, you know, how this analogy plays out is like, who is the audience in your life? Like, maybe it's your family that ends up getting the brunt of something that's uncomfortable or a loved one. Or maybe it's at work or maybe it's the world doesn't get all of you because you haven't allowed to get the information that the discomfort is trying to give to you. All right, so that's my, let's see if any, okay. so you're all still tracking with me. I love it, I love it. So this is what we're doing, is we are getting this information from life. And now the new way, this rewiring, what this coaching is all about, is now taking that information and using the skills and the tools that are already in you to help that align more readily with you in your life. Like, remember, this work is never about stopping those altogether. Like, to stop that is a deadening of who we are as a human being. So, we don't wanna stop. We wanna understand and grow the capacity to feel those feels so that. We can do what we need to do, either understand them more deeply, like growing our ability to understand and hold that more deeply, or to follow a few of these simple, pragmatic uh, tools that I'm going to point out to you to move it into a space where you're being intentional about how you meet life and what is showing up. But first, I want to get into why we don't do this, like why we might know this, and um, why we don't live this way. I'll let you think about that for a moment while I take a sip of my nice warm water. Ah, I was just saying, why don't we do this? Why do we go the opposite direction of these things that we know help us, that we know grow us, that we know uh, essentially make us more of the human being we want to be in the world, right? So the first reason that I found find in myself, that I find when I'm working with people, is um, staying alive. I know. You just say that title and that song pops in your head. But really, it is staying alive. It's the belief that our brain has that in order to feel safe, our brain tells us that something is wrong. And I love finding these little things that my brain does. This is part of the rewiring It's these finding these little things my brain does to try to, it's help me, like it's coming from a place and um, of of self-preservation, but it's also coming from a place where, uh, like we really believe that by pointing out where the things are wrong, it's going to create, it. it helps us keep safe. <clears throat> now, at one point in our lives, I think people talk about that, one point of our lives, Maybe that was uh, something that helped us, but what happens in our day, what happens in your day in in your life is that it doesn't turn off and it's subtly giving you this little feedback, something's wrong, something's wrong, something's wrong, something's wrong. And then because your brain is an evidence-finding machine, it's gonna go out and find that to find that it's true all again in this effort to motivate you to stay safe, to be safe. But here's the kicker. Here's where the rewiring starts to work, is that you feeling safe is an inside job. You feeling safe is an inside place. Now, I grew up going to uh, to Sunday school, and so I know this saying, from that time, which was, and I was always really curious about it, but it was called The Peace That Passes Understanding. And that's what that is referring to, that real experience of feeling safe, even when it seems like the world around you is telling you, oh, you, you know, hey, you know, that IRA, like that just, that just crashed, or like, you know, this is happening, like you should da-da-da-da, but The peace that passes understanding. Safety is an inside job. So that's one reason why we tend to forget to stay in that place of, oh, this is really good for me. This is something I, you know, I know would serve me. And yet we kind of skip right over it. We kind of go through our own, like, warning cones and keep stepping back into the practice of, of trying to keep ourselves safe. The other reason that I've found is because we think it's too hard. Like it's a energy conservation idea, I, I think. Like we think it's going to be too hard to do this work. And like our brains, again, they use a lot of the energy in our body. And so when I do this practice for me and I do, Like, sit with clients doing this. Like, we find that we're not exhausted because of the day. We're exhausted because of this. Constantly grinding. And so, the brain's like, it's going to be too hard. And we're going to take a look at that. We're going to unpack that and just... You know, one of my tools that I use a lot is I, you know, just that simple question, is it true? It's like, no, it's not true. It's actually challenging to constantly tell myself I'm not safe because I'm sitting in a comfortable space. I get to sit in a place of privilege, of being, you know, in the country that I live in and the people in my lives, and, you know, like, it is work for my brain to keep telling me, you're not safe, you're not safe. It's kind of fascinating. I love, I love finding more about this beautiful brain of mine. So I want to point out the other thing that keeps us from doing this is the Intellect understanding these concepts intellectually and then but living these concepts experientially so Again that balance that I spoke of this vertical balance like we are both this beautiful brain and the felt physical experience and the felt physical experience can only be right now, right? That's why all these mystics always talk about right here, right now. Because the past is an exercise of the brain. The future is an exercise of the brain. And right here is part of the balance of the physical, feeling it. Where do you feel it right now? Do you feel yourself sitting in the chair? And I'm asking myself the same question. What's going on with the shoulders? Right here, right now. What's beautiful is paying attention to right here, right now, it can bring up images of the past. Like I just saw myself like throwing the football the other day to my son. Like, oh, maybe that's partially why my shoulder is the way that it is. Uh, So the other part of this is like with the intellect, like I talked about earlier, not believing this this, or we don't believe, that's how I meant to say it, we don't believe that the discomfort in our lives is acceptable. We we just don't. We have this belief. It's one of the hard wires in our brain, like discomfort, like go somewhere else, do something, get out of this. It's not acceptable. Like we use it as feedback to tell us like it's wrong. We use it as evidence that we're off. So here's how we work all of these things that I just laid out in this idea of rewiring our brain. And in thinking about this, I decided upon, okay, here's three different um, places, maybe little pillars or parts of the triangle, however we want to talk about this, three ideas around Rewiring our brain, starting right now, today. And I came up with this acronym. Is that what it is? Yeah, acronym. Uh, Aid. To aid ourselves in doing this. So A-I-D. The A stands for attention. And the I stands for intention. And the D stands for deprogramming, or doing the work. So, uh, we'll see. We'll see how this works. So, uh, attention, and um, you know, it just came to me. If you have any, you always, uh, if you're hopping on partway through, to if you have comments or questions, throw them in the comments, and we'll get to them. We should have time um, at the end, or even as we're going. So, three ways to rewire your brain starting today, aid, aid yourself. So number one, attention. You deserve your own attention. You deserve your own attention. Now, what I mean by that is what I was just speaking to of our mind's desire to want to be in the future, to want to be in the past, to want to be in what everybody else is thinking. And notice how much of that attention is all over there. Now, you deserve to be your own attention. Like, you deserve your own attention. Like, we think that doing all that, uh, well, I'm doing all that, Pete, because, like... I want to keep myself safe. I like want to interact with other people properly and kindly and respectfully. It's like, we think it's self-centered, but isn't that fascinating that all of that attention is going out and very little of it is left here. Like who's sitting with you right here, right now? Now, going back to the beginning, when I said, you know, get what you came for today, what is the issue that you're sitting with today? What's the challenge that brought you to this curiosity around rewiring your brain? Now, a lot of times I hear from people that, you know, they feel alone or nobody's listening to them. And so this becomes really Important to notice. Well, where is your attention when you're thinking and noticing the thought of like feeling alone? like Past future who's here with you right now? No one's listening Again past future the other people like are you listening to you right now? And physically We do this, like it's, the body is such a great way to enter that with the attention. And the wonderful part about getting in touch with the body is like, it just is. When we put our attention onto it, meaning like our shoulder is tight or it feels a certain way. Like I can just pay attention to that. I might have a story about why it's feeling that way and how it shouldn't feel that way. Yeah, I can look at that too. And what I begin to notice when I do this attention work is that a lot of times what's running through my mind, because the neural network is set up this way, it's like firing like it's news. Boom, boom. It's like your shoulder's tight. You have to stay get loose. Like newsflash. Okay. Or like that person just like said that to you, like you're a bad person or you need to get your stuff together or they need to get their stuff. Like we just begin to take a look at that. So what's the attention that you can give to your challenge today? And just give the attention to that. There's such a depth to who you are. And before you move quickly to experience something else, to get out of that experience. So growing our inner capacity is just this realization that I have found that what could be more straightforward in a practice my life than noticing and putting my attention on to what I'm thinking right now, what I'm feeling right now, and just noticing the desire to not want to feel it or not pay attention to it or how I'm making it mean something. That all comes from a practice of attention. So I hope you're still tracking with me. Let me know if any of that doesn't resonate, or does resonate, or you have questions. My question on attention is, Uh, again, back to the intellectual question, it's like, okay, well, we know that Pete, we know it's important to pay attention Then why don't I do it? Or why does it feel like I put my attention on the things that aren't serving me? Like I'm going to put my attention on all of the places that I've messed up rather than like all the places that I've done good in my life. And that goes back, again, to that idea that the brain wants to keep you safe. So it's going to, until we work on it, in, which is the next one, intentionally, until we work on rewiring it intentionally, it's going to go to find the things that it believes are like, this is wrong, warning, we need to fix this, so that you can then sit in that place of feeling calm and relaxed which isn't totally true. Again, the calm and the relax happen right now, not when you fix the things. Have you noticed? Okay. So intention um, is the second part of aiding ourselves, A-I-D, the three ways to rewire this brain. Intention, intentionally rewiring. Now, when I had uh, Dr. Palin Kesselberg on my podcast about a year ago now, maybe even longer, she talked about a study that they did and it was looking at the intentional way that we can work with this neuroplasticity of our minds, of our brains' ability to literally rewire itself in real time. And so they were did a study with these engineering students. And one was just the, you know, uh, classic, what do they call the people that they don't do anything to? I forget. So one was that group. And the other group was the group where they asked them to do something different. So the control group, that's what it is. Control group, they were told to just do your work, you know, for your, your dissertation or whatever they were working on you know, just go about it. And so they did, which was they pulled all-nighters. They cranked, you know, got the coffee going. They cranked it. They, you know, just worked and worked and worked like engineered, like doctoral students are supposed to to get this PhD, this is uh, like nose to the grindstone. The other group was invited to any time you felt like you were coming up against a wall. Rather than put the pot of coffee on, rather than, like, call your friends and saying, like, you know, you can sleep on my waterbed tonight because I'm not coming home. Anytime they came up against a wall, they were invited to just simply take their pen, put it down, get up out of their seat, walk around, do something to allow that energy to slowly dissipate. They were told, put your attention on it and intentionally work to change that neural network. So what they found was that, you know, well the results were that those students who gave themselves a pause anytime they felt like they had to get into that push momentum, they found that those students there they had a much higher success rate of um You know, completing the course and receiving their PhD, they came up with uh, very creative ideas. There was a higher degree of creativity in these students that uh, took this approach, and they actually finished the work more quickly. So they finished faster, more creativity, and higher degree of success. Why? Because they intentionally were working with their brains. So rather than push through, they went in. And essentially, what I would say is like, they just practice self kindness, like their brain wasn't getting it. So rather than forcing it, they created new neural networks to take space, to move around, to notice that they deserved their attention. It seems so stupidly simple. And yet, a hundred, like, billions of us miss it every single day, every moment. But that's what we're waking up to. That's what we're doing here. That's why we are having these kinds of calls to do this work this way, this with this intention. Like, we know it's here. Like, let's be some of the people that are starting to make it work in our lives. Isn't that something to live for? Whether you know it or not, you are creating and reinforcing the neural networks in your mind. Put that in there. I I came up with that one, but I know that that's true for me. If I'm not putting my attention and in intentionally looking at these neural networks, they just fire. Like, you know, if one neural network is telling me something about my business and I need to pay attention to that and it's firing it's firing then I don't have the space and the time and the wherewithal then my kid walks up to me and says daddy can I have five more minutes of showtime and I'm just like if somebody else asks me about the showtime like you gotta be kidding me you kids get to watch shows all the time right it's just gonna fire boom 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 Like, this is how you parent in that moment. (laughs) Versus like having done a ton of work when that one wants to fire. Now it's not as quick. And sometimes I can actually catch it in the moment and be like, if somebody asks me about showtime, okay, I breathe I get in touch this right here. I drop the past. I drop the future. I connect with my kid right here. You want five more minutes? Okay. Like, tell me about why do you want five more minutes? You had, you know, 45 minutes or whatever. Oh, because it's going to end up this. Okay. That's great. Would you help with, you know, unload the dishes afterwards? Awesome. So now that's what I mean. Like I get to be this parent that I want to be. Because I've done this work of rewiring my brain. Remember I was talking about the frequency? I sat with the discomfort. It informed my mind, reconnected new neural pathways. So in the moment, it shows up and it serves me. Boom, like that. And I talk a lot about that as like self-kindness. It's like the airbag. It's like this rewiring our brain. It's like the airbag. You want it to show up when you hit something. Boom show up. And if you miss it, what's so beautiful about these tools is you can actually catch it after the fact. Okay, so the third part of this is deprogramming, doing the work. So we're putting attention intentionally so we can deprogram, do the work to notice our thoughts notice our reactions, notice the actions we're taking. And from that place, begin to rework it. And we do that using any number of thought tools. I'm a big fan of self-inquiry and so much beautiful work to get to know that about ourselves. And so we're literally rewiring our brains to fire in service and balance this vertical balance in our life, heart, mind, working into the world. So what was your challenge that you brought today? And think about it. What if you lived this way all the time in your life? What if you saw everything in your life as the thing in that moment? It's the thing to help you grow, to grow that capacity for love, generosity, beauty, compassion, uh, like brilliant courage in the world. It's possible. It is 100% possible. And it's through the challenge that you brought today. So... Yeah, if you want to, you could put the challenge that you were working with in the comments or what inspired you to get on today. Um, I know that a few of you had reached out. One person, or several people actually, had written about uh, the self-critic, the inner critic. So how do you treat the self-critic when it shows up in your mind with these three ideas of rewiring? your brain? Well, again, attention. Notice. What is the self-critic saying? Is it saying you always mess up? And notice, where does that live in you? And usually, each thought that the self-critic puts out there, like it has some context that it puts on people outside of us. So like, You always mess up, which means people aren't going to like you, which means they're going to kick you out of the tribe and, again, back to the brain's trying to keep you safe. And I know I'm kind of saying it like that, but it it feels so big and all-consuming when you're in it. Like, you can't get this right, Pete, if that's what my brain's telling me. And I'm just like, yeah, that's right. I can't get it right. Or with this attention, noticing you can't get it right, Pete. Oh, well, that definitely lands. I mean, it's, this feels heavy right now. So let me be intentional about that attention. Like understanding where that's coming from. What's the emotion that's connected to it? And then watching what happens when I'm in that space. And then wanting to be intentional about understanding it, about meeting it, about giving my brain new things to think about and find evidence for. So it's like, I'm always, I can't get it right. Well, let me go to work finding evidence of maybe one or two places where I do get it right. Like, and it can be small things, Sometimes I have to start really simple, doing it right. Well, I put my pants on the right way. And the other morning, I actually put them on backwards. But (laughs) that's another story. The dog was there. Like, I had other things going on. But what am I getting right? Let me go to work to find that evidence. And the brain's like, oh, Pete, that's like, hmm like, well, do I want to be intentional about rewiring my brain? Then let me go to work on finding where it's right. Let me start to do that practice like we do on the piano. I'm going to practice finding where I'm doing it right because I am had been really practiced in my lifetime of finding where I was doing it wrong. Like that. That was like an LA six lane highway or 12 lanes, however massive they are, in my mind. Like, you're not doing it right. Go right down that one. So I'm going to practice. I'm going to rewire. I'm going to make that a new uh, possibility in my mind, getting in balance. So challenges in your life. And the challenge is the challenge that is the isness of this moment and what we put on top of it what we make it mean the perception all of that is what we can do our work on and so many times i have found that this which seemed like it was just like locked in once i did the work of me And what I was putting onto it and making it mean, it's like this changed of its own accord. Or maybe I had just changed so much, it ceased to look a certain way. And suddenly it looked like this and I could work with that. You know, in all of this, if any of this message resonates with you, um, it's like, reach out. I know I can help you. I know this works and reach out to me and we'll chat on the phone. I can give you something very specific for what you're working with. And if that works, then we can talk about working together and where I help you out six months or a year and all along the way, help you walk step by step through everything that comes up all along. Um, and again, it is a practice. It's a practice of being gentle with ourselves. It's a practice of growing and uh, living and stepping into uh, that space of grace. And we can extend that kindness that we extend to other people. We can extend that to ourselves and we can learn how to do that. So, we do have a couple minutes if anybody wants to ask a question um, or or a comment. And I will also be posting this after the fact. And if you're watching this after the fact, same thing applies. Reach out if any of this message resonated with you. And we can just talk on the phone, we can help give you a couple things, and if those work for you. As well and we can talk about working together. I work with people for six months to a year and again help you every step of the way as you go through the process getting to exactly where you want to get to whether it's being more deeply and richly uh, in tune and kind to yourself or whether it's a specific goal these same principles can apply. So that is rewiring your brain my friends i hope that you test it out anything that i ever put out there into the greater ethos i always say like you know i got this from someone that i admire so much byron katie who says don't believe me find out for yourself same thing with self-kindness like live it yourself and be the example That's what we're all here to do. We're all here to be the example through the unique experience that is you, through the unique experience that's me, and that's how we are changing this world, making it beautiful, brilliant, shining, glorious, right through the challenge that you brought with you today. Okay? I love you. Tell me how this works for you. Thanks so much for spending some time with me. Oh my gosh, you're brilliant. And if I could shower you with more accolades, I would. And we'll send you off on that note. Hello, Self-Kindness with Pete listener. Are you ready? If this message resonates with you today, reach out. I know I can help you. You can jump on a call. I'll give you a couple things you can work on right away that you can implement. And if it works, we can keep working together for six months or a year, and I'll walk you step-by-step through every step of the way. You are so worthy of the kindness that's already in you, the kindness you express to the world. Time to turn that in and start living that beautiful, brilliant life. Go to the show notes, click on the link, and let's start today. I can't wait to talk.